Hey Team Duff, it's Wit coming to you with a couple of quick updates before the episode. This Let's Talk Lizzie edition of Duff Enough is being released on the 20th anniversary of Lizzie McGuire. The show premiered on January 12th, 2001, and even though it does feel like a long time ago to me, it's crazy to think that Lizzie and all of those characters have been in our lives for two decades. And to celebrate the legacy, I have a special message from one of the cast members. Check this out. Hello, Team Duff. This is Clayton Snyder, the guy who played Ethan Craft on Liz McGuire. And today we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of Lizzie, January 12th, uh, 2021. So if I had to say my favorite Ethan line, uh, it would have to be, why, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. McGee. And then they ask, what's your secret? And I say, no on the shampoo bottle that says, lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. I don't repeat. It's iconic. Gotta live by it. Uh, And (laughs) uh, reflect on 20 years. Well, it's hard to put into words just to grasp mentally that amount of time. A lot's happened since then. Uh, (laughs) High school, college, life after college, you know, all my 20s. Uh, 33 now and happily married. Uh, to the woman of my dreams, Allegra Edwards, see here on Amazon Prime's upload. And uh, yeah, just am very thankful for, for that show and uh, how it's touched so many people. God bless you all. Have a happy new year and have some spaghetti. Ciao. All right, Clayton Snyder, a.k.a. Ethan Craft, thanks so much for celebrating with Team Duff. I actually booked that message through Cameo, but Clayton, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. So yeah, happy 20th anniversary to Lizzie McGuire, a show that defined a generation, transformed Disney Channel, and gave us an icon, Hilary Duff. And as bummed as we are about the reboot, the legacy and the fandom live on. My other quick note is that on this episode, you'll hear me talking to my friends Kaylee and Vanessa. Kaylee for five episodes of Lizzie and Vanessa for one additional episode. That's because we kind of had a little mix-up on who was going to watch what episodes of the series. But I also just wanted to tag on the one at the end with Vanessa because it completes Lizzie season one. So with all that being said, here's the podcast. That's Hillary Duff. I was like, excuse me? It's the Tudge, Dwarf Lord. Thanks, Gordo. It's heartwarming like, to see Lizzie and Kate get along for a minute. Bar mitzvah? A bar where you drink at 13? Hey, Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. And joining me now for Let's Talk Lizzie is my talented friend, Kaylee Durr, who did our Duff Enough logo. Hey, Kaylee, welcome to the show. Hey, Wit. Thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you did design our logo. So thank you very much. It's lovely. It was so fun. Now, I feel like when we met Kaylee, the second night that I would have known you, we listened to Hillary Duff music, right? Yeah, we definitely did. I think we were we did re in the car. I think we listened to it in a car car ride. We were in <laughs> oh <laughs> oh man um yeah so we were in a car. It was election night, the election night, election 2016. Yep. So literally the election night, and yeah, we almost died, but it's fine. <laughs> so, but we had Hillary Duff, so it was okay. <laughs> it's all good. Well, Kaylee, I have three questions for you. And the first question, what is your favorite Hilary Duff movie? Uh, this is a hard one. Debt Kelly, but I don't know. I'm a romantic at heart, so I think I had to say Cinderella Story. Ooh, but I like that you said Cadet Kelly there for a second. Yeah, yeah that's a close second. That's probably my first one I liked. I gotcha, I gotcha. All right. Next question, what is your favorite Hilary Duff song? I think I'm going to say Why Not. I am a Metamorphosis fan, so everything on that album I love, but why not? It's got to be the best. Yes, great choice, great choice. And the last question, do you have a favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? It's so hard to choose that, but I love the movie, Lizzie McGuire movie. That's probably the best. Yes, well, that's a good choice, too. 
throw on some low-rise jeans, and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time for Let's Talk Lizzie. Well, Kaylee, we are going to jump into these five episodes that we are going to be discussing today. They are episodes 26 through 30 of season one. And yeah, did you just overall initial reaction? Did you enjoy revisiting Lizzie? Yes, for sure. It kind of cracked me up um, hearing like the sound effects and stuff again that I totally like forgot were even in the show. (laughs) No, that's a great part of the show. I love that they have that. So. The first episode here is Scarlet Larry, and this episode premiered on November 9th, 2001. This was very memorable, this episode for me. What about you? It wasn't at all for me. (laughs) No? No. (laughs) I mean, I just remembered, like, that Lizzie went on a date with Larry. Like, I remember that being an episode, and I remembered them going to the museum that they go to and, and whatnot, but we'll just kind of run through it here. When the episode starts, they are square dancing in gym class with Coach Kelly. Did you ever square dance or dance in gym class? I danced in like high school, but that's because I literally chose like the dancing class over gym class. That's what I did in college. I took social dance for my PE and we didn't do like square dancing, but we did ballroom dancing. But my partner, we like... She would skip class when I would be there, and I would skip class when she'd be there. So anyway, but while they are square dancing in this big circle, Kate says to Lizzie that someone has a crush on her. And Lizzie starts wondering, ooh, who is it? Who is it? And it turns out it is Larry Tudgman. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So obviously Lizzie is not is not feeling this crush from Larry. And he actually stops her in the hallway and asks her out on a date Sunday afternoon And she makes an excuse that she has a thing and can't go. But you can immediately tell that she just feels bad, which is something that is just so Lizzie. She just, she has such a big heart and she feels so bad for him already. It's so sweet. Did you feel bad for Larry? I did. Poor guy, poor guy. Jumping over to Matt's storyline, of course, Matt usually gets a storyline. In this episode, Joe is telling Sam that he needs to like clean out his junk around the house and they he and Matt end up cleaning out the shed and they find Sam's soapbox car racer. That's what's going on here. They rebuild the car and we'll talk about how that all goes in a little bit. But okay. So Lizzie winds up seeking advice from her mom, Joe, about a boy. She just says a boy. And she's like, you know, what if there's a boy crushing on you who you don't like? And Joe says that she should give the boy a chance and tells Lizzie some of the best ones come in very strange packages, which I don't know. How do you feel about that advice? I I thought it was smart and sweet of her mom to not immediately judge the boy, even though Lizzie was, I feel like, trying to push her to be like, you know, don't feel guilty. It's all right. You didn't have to like go out with him. But um, instead, her mom <laughs> says something totally not what she wanted to hear. Yep. It's funny. It made me laugh, but it also felt so relatable because I felt like I've totally gone to my mom and been like, mom, can you just tell me what I did was okay? And then it's cool. And my mom would say the opposite or say something weird like that. <laughs> right, right, for sure. Well, and also I love how like Sam, Joe's husband, Lizzie's dad is also kind of a strange guy. So it's like, well, you know, maybe not as strange as Larry, but yeah, that's true. Also, there was that moment where we get that little cutaway because uh, we always have these little dream sequence moments or whatever you want to call them. And Lizzie is walking down. Well, she's walking down the stairs in a wedding dress with Larry. I'm like, how many times did I probably think that I was immediately going to marry this random boy just because I had a crush on him? One of the other episodes we hear Miranda say something about she's never going to get married. And I'm like, these kids were thinking about marriage in middle school. My goodness. Yeah, things are intense. <laughs> yeah. So she decides she's going to go on the date with Larry and she discusses it with Miranda and Gordo and and basically she tells them, you know, she wouldn't want Ethan Kraft to diss her the way that she dissed Larry, which we actually see in a later episode in the series where Ethan kind of turns Lizzie down when she asks him out. But anyway, Miranda says this could ruin her social status for like ever. And I'm just like, this is so dramatic. <laughs> But Lizzie ends up calling Larry. And can we just talk about, like, what he was wearing whenever she calls him? Because he was in these cute little pajamas, which I was like, oh, my goodness. My mom totally had pajamas like that for me when I was in elementary school. It showed how, like, little they are. and <laughs> Yeah. And they're, they're on their little house phones, which is also cute. 
So Larry is super stoked about this, and it's the day of the date. Lizzie is in this green and pink outfit, which, by the way, like, we got some really crazy outfits in these episodes. Yes. Larry, though. Now, Larry, we know, always wears the same, like, T-shirt, but he wore something different. He wears, like, a black button-down shirt for the date, and he says it's his weekend shirt, which I was like, oh. (laughs) Um, And he walks in, and Lizzie, animated Lizzie's like, oh, he's actually kind of cute right now. Um, And she's like, is this the Tudge? And he gives Joe some flowers, which I thought was sweet. But then he says something like, I rescued them in my garden from aliens or something. And Lizzie's like, yeah, it's the Tudge. So they go on a date to the science museum, which I thought this was pretty cool. Like, we took uh, school field trips to like, we might have taken a school field trip to the Nashville one, but we definitely went to one. I say that, but literally, we didn't go on any other school field trips when I was growing up. So that was like one of them. The one we went on. Yeah. So at first, Lizzie is like, not really into it. She's like, okay, let me just get through this. And there's this whole thing where he's like trying to touch her hand. And she's like, "Ooh, get away from me. Then she starts to have fun, which I thought was really sweet. And she even, you know, kind of says something about how For a dork, Larry has a lot of confidence in himself. I loved that line. It sounded so mature of Lizzie. Right, right. (laughs) And they wind up inside a heart, like a, you know, a model of a heart, a huge model of a heart. There's another great line here where Larry says, I like what I like and I don't care what other people think. Boy bands are a trend. The circulatory system is forever. (laughs) Which is so funny, but I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I love that. That was very smart, and I feel like grown up of him, too. Yeah, and totally, you know, when you're in middle school, you definitely are influenced by other people, and you might be embarrassed, you know, for liking one thing when other people don't, and I just feel like now, as an adult, I see stuff all the time where it's like, don't, like, be embarrassed about what you like, If you know, as long as it's not hurting anybody, like, like what you like, because for me, you know, Obviously, I don't feel bad about my Hillary Duff obsession. So, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and don't feel like you have to follow all the trends just because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. So the date goes okay. Lizzie didn't hate it. And then back at school the next day, she's saying that she earned karma points to go out with a guy of her choosing, which I was like, okay, Lizzie, like you were trying to be a good person. And now you're like, yeah, it's going to earn me karma points. But Larry thinks that Lizzie is now his girlfriend, and he's telling everyone they're dating, which I'm just like, oh my gosh, here we go. Lizzie comes up with this idea to pretend to go out with him for a day, and then she's going to fake break up with him, because she doesn't really want to hurt him, and she wants to like let him have this moment. But they're going to keep it on the DL. But then Kate announces, we hear Kate over the school intercom, and she's like, Larry and Lizzie are the new hot couple. Larry (laughs) Tudgman and Lizzie McGuire are on fire. And I'm just like, oh, gosh. So leave it to Kate. Leave it to Kate. Yep. Kate would do that. Towards the end of the day, they wind up in gym class and they're doing ballroom dancing. Of course, Kate and Ethan are together and Lizzie and Larry. And Larry like dips Lizzie and drops her, which I was like, oh. Even more awkward. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Let's jump back over to Matt's storyline for a second. They're actually going to test out this car that they have put back together, and Gordo winds up helping them too. And so Matt is ready to test this thing out. But then Sam accidentally falls into the car instead. I think someone like threw a Frisbee, and he catches it and falls in. And he rolls away, and the car is just flying through, and it's really a scene. It's just such like a dad thing, too. It's like, oh, look at this dad having a goofy moment, you know? Yeah. Wrapping up Lizzie's adventure here, though, she gently breaks up with Larry at the end of the episode, and he winds up saying, you know, well, I really need a girlfriend who's into what I'm into. So it wasn't like a super heartbreaking moment. Mm. Um, But then it turns out to be super sweet, too, because Larry says it was the best day of his life, and Lizzie is the nicest person he knows. And it was just like, oh my gosh, Larry. Yeah, no one deserves Larry, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And then animated Lizzie says something about how Joe, her mom, was right about, you know, she should give the guy a chance. And so, you know, it's a cute little ending, nice little bow wrapped around it. And at the very end, Larry asks uh, Lizzie if he would have a chance with Miranda, which was kind of a joke, but I was also, that's cute. Then he immediately becomes a player. Mm Mm-hmm. Tajman. So, yeah. So overall thoughts on this episode for me, it was a good one. I mean, it was funny, and I think it was a big, like, life lesson for Lizzie, for sure. 
And that's a big deal. It's where you, that age, are like learning your biggest life lessons. And there always is a good message uh, for most of the episodes. And so, yeah, I think that one is just like, you know, don't judge people. Don't judge a book by its cover. And it wasn't that bad. So... Our next episode, Kaylee, is Gordo and the Dwarves. It premiered on November 16th, 2001. I thought this episode was so weird back when it came on, and it just was never one of my favorites. This one didn't stand out to me either. Honestly, it might be because it had a very, like, that, like, boyish feel to it, and Mm -hmm. I was just so, like, eh, where's all the fun Lizzie stuff? And it felt like it was all about Gordo, so. Right, yeah. Um, Well, let's talk about Gordo and the dwarves here. The episode starts out, Lizzie gets a package from Gammy McGuire, and she opens it up, and it's a game, a board game, called Dwarf Lord, which I thought as a kid that it was called, like, Dwarf Lore, like a drawer and a floor. So Hard game title to say. (laughs) Yeah. So now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, this makes more sense, like, Dwarf and Lord. Okay. Dwarf Lord. It seems like super like geeky, I guess, to them, but it looks almost like Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I thought of. Yeah, same. It's a game with like wizards and mystical elements to it, and it just seems really strange. Lizzie almost throws this board game in the trash, and I'm like, excuse me, my mother would never let me do that. <laughs> her mom does stop her, and she's like, no, you have to play it once, and then we'll give it to charity. So she actually, like, guilt trips Miranda and Gordo into playing the board game with her, even though they don't really want to. And when we start seeing them play this game, I made a note. It says, what is this game? Question mark, <laughs> exclamation point. Because literally, I don't get it. it. Made no sense at all. Gordo actually gets dwarf lord and he's winning so we'll see where that goes in a bit let's knock out matt's storyline really quick he's supposed to be studying nature in this episode for school and his dad sam ends up taking him up into a tree to do some bird watching in the backyard like when i think of bird watching i think of someone like sitting somewhere and you know watching with binoculars and that's not what i'm talking about here they're watching a nest with some bird eggs in it and they're waiting on the eggs to hatch But Matt gets really bored, and at some point, Miranda's dad comes over, and he sees sees, uh, Sam up in the tree, and he's like, oh, I want to check that out, too. So he climbs up in the tree, Matt climbs down, and then Sam and Miranda's dad, Edward, they, like, stay up there until the very end when... A crow, like the mom, the mama bird flies down and like knocks them out of the tree, which I was like, really? They would be in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Matt didn't really get a storyline of his own here. He actually winds up in Lizzie's storyline, which we'll uh, get to. So we see that Gordo is starting to get into this game. He's like joined a club at the school with Larry and Veruca is in there. He's another character. So Lizzie is starting to get worried because Gordo has a history of getting obsessed with things. I mean, there's another episode where he's like obsessed with the Rat Pack and music. And so uh, he has a history and they're worried. And then can we talk about Gordo's dark circles? I mean, he looked (laughs) like a demon. Something happened to him. So basically, he's not getting any sleep because he's obsessed with this game. He's lying about his grades that are slipping. He takes Lizzie's lunch money to buy a card, a trading card for the game, which I was like, Gordo, come on now. Yeah. Um. Oh, the Dwarf Lord, like, I don't know what you call this, but the chant that they have is huzzah, which I wrote down. Like, I was starting to get Harry Potter feels. Yeah. Lizzie and Miranda decide they're going to have an intervention. I thought it was funny, though, that they got Matt to help them. And Matt says that Lanny was a dwarf a dwarf head, and he went through the same problem. And we know Lanny is Matt's little friend who doesn't talk. Yeah. So Matt's going to help them, and they go to the school where Gordo is having, like, a club meeting for Dwarf Lord. And Lizzie puts on the costume. Well, they steal the costume from the guard. Uh, Miranda, like, flirts with the guard, and then they take his costume, which I was like, this is wild but okay it's like breaking into like a high-tech security club mm-hmm. um when gordo walks out into the hall eventually they just totally ambush him they put him in a trash can and roll him of course and so then they put gordo through a version of therapy where the thing he likes causes him pain and basically they are ripping off band-aids from him and that hurts matt's like dwarf lord and then he rips off the band-aid yeah 
Gordo starts to come to his senses. They show him these videos and pictures of, like, good times that they've had. And he snaps out of it. There's also French fries involved with their therapy, which they, like, shoved in his mouth. Yeah. And so then, you know, things are back to normal. Dwarf Lord is over. But I will say, Dwarf Lord gets mentioned several times in other episodes. And, like, this storyline of Gordo being obsessed with Dwarf Lord gets brought up again. But yeah, this has just always been a weird one to me and never really been my favorite, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Like I was like, well, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, the next episode here is Lizzie and Kate's Big Adventure, premiered November 30th, 2001. And I've actually had some other people who've been on the podcast who have said this is their favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire, and I definitely think that You know, a lot of the fans feel the same way. This is an episode where we see Lizzie and Kate kind of get along for a minute. And so, yeah, did you remember this one? This one definitely rang more bells. I mean, a lot of every anytime like Kate's around for more like significant parts of the episode, it just stands out. I personally, this is probably one of my favorite episodes uh, for sure, too. And it's heartwarming like to see Lizzie and Kate get along for a minute. Yeah. We'll get to how that goes down here. At the start of the episode, Lizzie has been sick and she missed school, which Gordo and Miranda bring her, you know, textbooks in and her homework. And I'm like, ugh, you love to miss a day of school like as a kid. But then like the makeup work, ugh. Yeah, it only lasts a few hours. So that was kind of like, oh, I remember how that went. Although I will say I did not miss school very often. Like I had perfect attendance for several years. Wow. I know. I know. Now, Lizzie also finds out that she missed pairing up for a social studies project. And Gordo and Miranda, they paired up together. And Lizzie's partner is going to be Kate. Because Kate was also absent from school. And that is just Lizzie's worst nightmare. The project is a potluck UN. So they're all doing different countries and they're going to make a dish from the country. And Lizzie and Kate have Latvia, which I was like, okay, all right. And Latvia is the food capital of jellied meat. So fun fact. Disgusting. (laughs) That's what Lizzie learns. Well, the next day, Lizzie does not want to go to school and her mom actually knows that it's uh, because of Kate and the, the project, which I made a note about this because it goes back and forth in this series. Like some episodes, they call her Kate Sanders. And then every once in a while, they'll do a Kate Saunders. And in this episode, they call her Saunders, her last name. Now, by the end, it's always Sanders. But in that first season, it's flip flop back and forth. And it's just weird. Interesting. When Lizzie gets to school, I thought Kate was, like, super mean to her in the hallway. And Kate has her mean moments, but sometimes she's, like, a little nicer. And this was just mean. I mean, she was like, we are not working together in public, and we're not doing this. No, 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 no. I was just like, girl. Um, So Kate was not having it. Yeah. Lizzie, like, she didn't even let Lizzie express that she was just as unhappy. (laughs) Yeah. And Lizzie winds up inviting, you know, Kate to come to her home because, again, one of the rules that Kate says is, like, we're not going out in public to work on this. Um, Matt's storyline for this episode, I actually like his story here, or I thought it was kind of fun. But basically, Matt becomes a psychic in this episode. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And so he starts out by saying, you know, he's having dreams about stuff. And then these things are happening in real life. And so he thinks he's a psychic. And he and his friend Oscar, they start this little psychic business in the backyard. And they're bringing kids over. And I don't know, like, what is it that he, like, he was predicting stuff that was going to happen to the kids. And then, like, it happened two seconds later. Or the kids were like, this is bogus. And then it happened to them. Yeah. But he looks, like, just as shocked. Like, he didn't really believe that it would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's dressed up kind of like those psychics that you see on TV. And then the storyline kind of develops where Joe and Sam try to prove to Matt that he's not a psychic, which which Sam, the dad, he's like kind of thinking that Matt is. I love um, how Sam goes along with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back over to Lizzie and Kate here. So when Kate shows up at the house, uh, we actually see a phone call between Miranda and Lizzie, as always. And I wanted to mention that because I thought it was so funny how Gordo was sitting at Miranda's computer doing all the work, and she was, like, jumping on the bed talking on the phone. Yeah. Like, Miranda has so many good one-liners and just funny moments, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. 
So Kate shows up at Lizzie's house and they're not happy about this, but they both like say that, you know, they hate their friends for bailing on them and not standing up for them to be their partner or whatever. And when they figure out they have this in common, they kind of giggle at each other. And I think they say it at the same time. They're like, I hate my friends, which I was like, "Mm, I bet a lot of parents didn't really like that or hate's a strong word, you know? Yeah. But then things kind of go okay with their first day of working on this project and they get along and Joe comes in and she's like, man, this is like old times because, you know, Lizzie and Kate used to be friends. And then, you know, she got a bra and became popular and then they weren't friends anymore. Yeah. And animated Lizzie is actually questioning, like, did we get along right now? What's going on? Now, the next day, they pick out a recipe from Latvia. It's called Alexander Tort, which had, like, some kind of raspberry pastry or something, I think. And then they're back at the McGuire home to bake it. And Kate wore a nice dress. And they get into this whole conversation about reminiscing. When they were kids, there was a sleepover. And Kate also got food or something on her baby spice t-shirt which I was like oh my goodness throw back to the spice girls (laughs) and Lizzie had given her the the t-shirt so they start like thinking about the good times Matt's storyline actually collides here because he is like blindfolded and the parents are making him try to guess things with his psychic abilities and he actually runs into the kitchen he runs into Kate and Kate is holding some eggs they drop and they splatter everywhere thankfully none of the eggs get on her But that's when Matt is actually like, oh, my goodness, I didn't see this coming. I've lost the gift. He was so into it. That's why my favorite, one of my favorite moments of Matt. No, yeah, it was a good, it was a good Matt storyline here. Then Kate and Lizzie slip on the eggs and flour goes everywhere. And they're laughing and they talk about what happened between them and why they are not friends anymore. And this was just a really, really great moment. Like this to me was so memorable. I just remembered them being in that kitchen. I remembered the outfit, you know, kind of what they talked about even. And Kate talked about how, you know, Kate got popular. She went away to camp and everything was different. They weren't friends anymore. And Kate says, you know, it's kind of dumb, which I was like, wow, that's big for Kate. Yeah. So it's just this really like sweet, tender moment between the two girls, even though, you know, they're arch enemies. At school, their presentation goes well on Latvia and they give out the the tort. And they're getting along at this point, but then Kate's friends come over, Lizzie's friends come over, and they start insulting each other. And then Lizzie and Kate kind of insult each other. And Kate's like, nice working with you. Not. And it's like, geek, snob. And I was like, oh my goodness. Right back to where they were. Mm -hmm. But there is this great moment at the very end where Lizzie and Kate smile at each other. Like, even though they're back with their friend groups and things are back to normal, They look at each other and they smile. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. So you just know that like things are going to be okay. Moving right along, the next episode here is The Courtship of Miranda Sanchez. It premiered December 7th, 2001. And it's it's a cute one. I thought it was cute. And I feel like it's such a typical, like this is something I felt like I saw a lot through shows I watched growing up, like this kind of storyline. It's even typical for Lizzie McGuire, really. I mean, this I feel like this happens in other ways throughout the show. But it's basically Miranda has a crush and that crush winds up liking Lizzie. And that's a little bit of a spoiler, but I'll break it down here. So Miranda has a crush on a guy named Ryan Adams. And I, I don't know if he was in their drama class, but he's like an actor at the school. He's in the theater. But Miranda gets tongue-tied talking to Ryan and Lizzie kind of steps in and helps. And so that gets us to this storyline where... Lizzie winds up like writing down stuff for Miranda to say to him. And then there's this whole moment, well, in their little courtyard where they have lunch, where Miranda and Ryan are supposed to be having a lunch date. And Lizzie hides in the trash can to like feed Miranda lines. And I was like, is this for real? Are we really doing this right now? But at the same time, I thought it was so funny. Like, I just, I was dying when Lizzie's in that trash can and she's like, ow, like she gets stung by a bee. Yeah. And then Miranda repeats what she says and she's like, ow, to Ryan. I thought that was really funny. Um, even though she totally could have just like hid him behind a bush or something, which was like right there next to the trash can. But <laughs> <laughs> good point. <You> know? <laughs> 
There's also a moment where Lizzie's like sneezing or trying to sneeze in the trash can and she's like, ah, ah, ah. And so Miranda is sitting there talking to Ryan and she's like, ah, ah, ah. (laughs) It's so awkward. It is. Lizzie ends up falling out of the trash can though and Ryan sees her and he's like, I gotta go. Um, We'll continue that storyline in a second. Let's get to the B story for Matt. This is when he and Gordo kind of become friends for a minute because Gordo is obviously not interested in Lizzie and Miranda's like boy situation here. So he befriends Matt and he's like a little, he's like an older brother for Matt in this episode. And they like do hacky sack and fun stuff. Um, And it's cute. But by the end of the episode, Gordo's like, Matt can't hang out with you anymore because he's pretty much getting annoyed and It was still sweet, though. Like, it wasn't like, you know, Matt was super devastated or he let Matt down in a way that was just super cruel. But it was it was fine. He's probably basically around there so much anyway. They're already kind of like brothers, distant brothers. And I love how Matt kept wanting to prank Lizzie and Gordo was like, eh, she's my best friend. We're not going to do that. (laughs) Back to Lizzie's storyline. After the whole thing happened in the cafeteria where Ryan saw her in the trash can, she actually goes to talk to Ryan about what happened because she wants to keep helping Miranda have a chance with him. And then Ryan is like, Lizzie, I don't need you to explain. I know you like me. And I know that Miranda is helping you talk to me and stuff. And Lizzie's like, whoa, you got it all mixed up. But he asks her on a date to the Digital Bean. And I was just like, oh my goodness. And When he asks her out on that date, Miranda happens to be walking behind them and she sees it and she's upset. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like Miranda got really upset in that moment. And we see that a lot in the show, too, where Miranda, Lizzie, whoever can get kind of mad at each other pretty fast. And I'm like, really, Miranda? Like, eh, come on. Lizzie didn't even get to process it yet or tell Miranda that he literally just said it for the first time. Mm -hmm. But again, we see that happen all the time. And... We know that it's going to be solved by the end of the episode, which it is. And so Miranda actually, like Lizzie drags Miranda to the digital bean with her to meet up with Ryan. And they start talking about what actually happened. And and when Ryan explains, like, you know, he thought that Miranda was helping Lizzie talk to him. Miranda's like, oh, I thought you were smarter than this. Like, I'm the one who liked you and I'm over you now. I must have been in love with your character from the play, not really you, because you're dumb is basically what she was getting at. And I was like, okay, this is weird. (laughs) That's so typical when you're younger, though, is to just put people on a pedestal and think they're like this picture perfect thing of the first time you saw them or met them. And I love that you said picture perfect because the theme song, Lizzie McGuire, if you believe we've got a picture perfect plan. True. So Lizzie and Miranda like bail on Ryan at that point. And Miranda says that she shouldn't let a guy come between them. So again, she was mad for five seconds, literally. And at the very end, we see, I love the very end of this episode when Lizzie, Miranda and Gordo are like stargazing at night. I thought that was kind of fun. And Gordo says, all that drama and your crush is over. And I was like, that is so, like, that just summed up the episode so well for me. Like, that is like, all that and we're done. Thanks, Gordo. And our final episode to talk about here, Kaylee, it is called Gordo's Video. It premiered January 1st, 2002. So you remember those... um New Year's Eve countdowns on Disney Channel. Oh, yeah. 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 It makes me wonder if it was a part of that because they would always like start the new year with a new episode. And I know that in the second season, there's an episode that was particularly for uh, that where they like voted for the new episode of the new year. So that makes me wonder. Makes me wonder. This episode. Yeah. It's called Gordo's Video. This made me think of you, Kaylee, because you're a little filmmaker. That's funny. This one made me feel super nostalgic. Yeah, I totally film my friends and family all the time, even if they don't want me to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I definitely remember this episode because it's the hidden camera one where Gordo like captures people on camera doing embarrassing things. The popular kids at the start of the episode, we actually see that Gordo has left his camera in the cafeteria and he runs back to get it. And it turns out he left it on recording and it captures Kate saying that she got held back and is a year older than everyone. (laughs) She's 14 and not 13. I was like, oh my goodness, that's so scandalous. End of the world. There's like a heightened reality to all of Lizzie McGuire. 
Kate, though, definitely thinks it's the most embarrassing thing, and she doesn't want anyone to find out. But Gordo, Miranda, Lizzie think it's so funny that they now have this dirt on Kate, and Gordo wonders if he can get more hidden camera stuff. So he actually, like, hides the camera around the school. He caught stuff like a girl pulling out a wedgie, a guy picking his nose, and, like, the main thing that he caught this first go-around were two football players petting a plush little bunny, like a stuffed animal, for good luck before the game. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. Let's talk about Matt. Matt in this episode is supposed to be having a career day at his school. He wants to be a stuntman at the beginning of the episode, and his parents are like, no. So Matt keeps trying to do stunt stuff, like jumping off the roof with an umbrella and weird stuff, and the parents are like, no, pick something else. And then they notice him like crushing up some candy, and they think he's going to be a chef. But that candy glass wall that he made, just, I saw that. I was like, oh my goodness, I remembered that. And I wanted to make that. But basically he makes an obstacle course in the backyard and he tells Joe that, you know, he's going to be a daredevil, not a stunt person, which I'm like, what is the difference? But okay. But like the episode where they were making the car, Sam actually stumbles out while he's putting his pants on. He falls onto the skateboard and goes around the track, crashes through the glass, through the cereal box pyramid and everything. And so Sam, so dad. And at that point, Matt is like, never mind, I'm going to be a rock star. And, you know, so Matt, very typical. I thought it was at least relatable with the fact that I probably want to change what I wanted to do every five minutes. Yeah. Let's get back over to Gordo's situation here. So it turns out that Gordo is going to enter like a regional film competition and he's going to create a hidden camera documentary about the school and it's going to be just about the perils of middle school and that sort of thing. And we see this moment where Miranda has actually had this very bad day. She left her backpack on the bus and everything's gone wrong. And she rants to Lizzie at lunch just about middle school. And she's saying, you know, the popular kids are going to wind up working at Burger Buddy, which I feel like today we probably wouldn't shame fast food workers like they did in that episode. But but Randy goes on this huge rant and then it winds up when they watch the next set of videos that Gordo had on the hidden camera. He caught that moment and she just freaks out. She does not want this to be in Gordo's documentary because she thinks like everyone will think bad of her for saying that. But Gordo says, you know, I'm going to use it, which Miranda is not happy about, of course. So she's very upset and very nervous. Yeah. Now, fast forward to the film competition. There is an assembly at school where they are checking out Gordo's film. It's called The Gordo Files by David Gordon. But it turns out what Gordo has done is he has blurred everyone's faces that are in the video. He's changed up the voices so that you can't tell who it is. And he uses Miranda's voice only to kind of tie everything together because, you know, she's talking about the experience of middle school. And and so Miranda's okay with it. And everyone laughs and claps, except Kate is super, you know, upset about her part when she sees that her whole uh, revealing of being a year older is in there. And then Miranda talks to Gordo about how she's, you know, how she overreacted. And he's like, he always has her back. She's his friend. And he basically told them, you know, before going in there that they should watch it before judging. And so now the episode actually wraps up with a great moment from Animated Lizzie, where she says Gordo's next movie should be about an animated character who's in love with Brad Pitt. (laughs) It was a great line to end on. Yeah. Finally, Vanessa, our last episode today is Gordo's Bar Mitzvah. It's episode 31, and it premiered January 18th, 2002. And this episode definitely sticks out in my memory just because it was like, ooh, a bar mitzvah. What's that? And that was something new to me. I personally did not grow up around many Jewish people at all, and it's only as an adult adult that I've come to know a little bit more about the Jewish community and meet people who were actually Jewish. I I think I kind of grew up in the Bible Belt, so it was very much like, you know, Christian faith is what I kind of grew up um, more around. Um, But anyway, but did you remember this episode at all? I did. I remember it stuck out a little bit to me. Like you said, I didn't really know too much about like bar mitzvah and all that kind of stuff until I got to middle school and I knew one of my girlfriends, she had a bar mitzvah and I didn't even know you could do that. But the only reason it really stuck out to me was just because Miranda mentioned a quinceanera at one point whenever she becomes a woman and I had one. So that was also one that kind of like, I kind of clicked with a little bit on that level. 
I couldn't wait to ask you about that. She does mention that. So you had one. Have we discussed this before? I don't think we have. If we did, it maybe it was super brief. But yeah, I had one when I was 15 years old in Mexico. Did the whole thing. Had a big old dress, big old party with food, and then a, just a big dance afterwards. Oh my gosh. I'm dying. I need pictures. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll have to go find those pictures. They were just, they were old before the glow up kind of days, you know? So Well, probably even before like cell phone pictures were a big thing. So this was probably like, I mean, not saying you're that old, Vanessa. I'm just saying like, <laughs> this is probably like the digital camera days. Am I right? Yeah, definitely before the iPhone time for me. Okay. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So jumping in at the start of this episode, we see Gordo and Lizzie at school, and Gordo makes a reference to Planet of the Apes, because he and Lizzie are talking about, like, if they're gonna do a remake of this movie, and it's funny because I think around that same time is when they made that Planet of the Apes reboot with Mark Wahlberg. Do you remember that one? Oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Yeah, but I totally went to the movie theaters and saw that movie, so I would have known uh, that reference when this episode came out. But they were kind of referring to it as not being a great remake, which is funny because I don't think a lot of people considered that movie to be very good. So, But as things unfold here, we start to see that some of the other guys at school, like Ethan and Tudgeman, are growing up. And I love that Ethan's, like, grow up becoming a man thing is that every guy in his family, when they turn 14, ooh, they get a dirt bike. Uh, okay. I just thought it was so funny how he was at school with the helmet on and his whole, like, motocross outfit. I was like, what even? The helmet? I could see him maybe carrying it, but no, he had it on to show all the girls exactly how he looks like when he's riding that bike. Animated Lizzie was like, oh, to be that helmet. Dying, dying. Larry, we see that he has started shaving and he has little tissue all over his face. Um, and one thing I was thinking about here is like when the bra episode came around and I've talked to some of the other uh, guests who've been on the show, female guests who have talked about that being an experience they related to and not something I knew much about as a kid. But I was thinking, oh, maybe maybe this is something I related to. Not really. Like, I did not have this whole, like, manhood experience for sure. Now, first of all, it's just me. And, like, that just wasn't who I was. But no, like, I didn't have this affinity for, like, ooh, becoming a man and shaving and all that. Like, I didn't, I didn't go through that era. Hmm. I'm kind of like Gordo, I guess, in that way. Because, like, um, in the show, they make it seem like every boy has to find that one moment where he like becomes a man but Gordo was how you said it he was just kind of you know doing his own thing just kind of waiting around not even really realizing that there there had to be a moment so so I guess in a way like I related to Gordo more here and Gordo is seeing Ethan he's seeing Larry and he's like wait a minute why isn't this happening to me and it's funny too because Lizzie and Miranda kind of point out you know Gordo maybe these other guys are growing up faster than you and Gordo takes it a little hard and he decides to try to be more mature. And I love how he's calling Lizzie Elizabeth and he calls Miranda Miss Sanchez. One thing I did write, though, is that Lizzie, her reaction to that is like, my mom doesn't even call me Elizabeth whenever I'm in trouble, which she does if you've seen some of the other episodes. So inconsistent there, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> But basically, Gordo tells Miranda and Lizzie that his parents, they left it up to him to become a man. And what he's talking about is that he's Jewish and he didn't have his bar mitzvah when he was 13. Let's talk about what Lizzie and Miranda do whenever Gordo starts talking about this, because Miranda's like, a bar mitzvah? A bar where you drink at 13? Hilarious. But also, I'm sitting there and I'm like, whoa, Disney Channel talked about alcohol <laughs> at one point here. So, but anyway, Gordo says, you know, he didn't choose to have one and now he thinks he missed the chance because he's not turning 13 anymore. I'm assuming he's about to be 14. That's when Miranda brings up her quinceanera. And yes, I definitely made a note. I was like, ask Vanessa if she had a quinceanera. Yep, definitely did. By the way, even though I don't know a lot about Jewish traditions, I did reach out to one of my friends who is Jewish, who has seen the episode. And he said that the ending, which we'll get to, is an actual bar mitzvah service, but that's the only factual thing. So just so you know, just wanted to say that. So we see that Gordo is having this little crisis of trying to decide whether to become a man. That's what we've established there for him. Over to Matt for a minute. He is acting up, and his mom and dad are not really able to discipline him, and Joe is getting annoyed. Sam, 
makes the comment, boys will be boys. And I wrote you beside that, like EW, because that statement would not fly today. Like, we are moving on from that sort of thinking of boys will be boys. And I was just like, cringe, please don't say that. But I loved that Joe was like, boys will be boys, you know, questioning him. Yes, ma'am. This is when we needed Joe to step up. And she did at the right moment. She did. And she gets annoyed at Sam. And she's just like, I'm going on a strike from disciplining Matt. This is your deal now, you being charged. And of course, Sam ultimately just kind of fails at doing this. And that's kind of what we see unfold for Matt's story here and how... Sam is trying to discipline him and it's not really working out. He's still getting in trouble. And just to wrap that up, Sam kind of gives Matt these weird punishments for odd things. And Joe just decides, okay, I'm getting back to business here and I'm going to discipline Matt. So Gordo ends up interviewing men that he knows about becoming a man. And he makes a video because we love that Gordo is a filmmaker. Let's talk about some of the people that he interviews. He has a biker guy who says he became a man when he got a tattoo. He talks to Lizzie's dad, Sam. He talks to the two guys uh, who Sam always hangs out with, who I never remember their names. But he speaks to a Native American man named Will Rainwater, who talks about who says he became a man when he caught a fish. And then also Miranda's dad, Edward. Gordo's going to become a man He decides to try out all of these things that these men have told him to do. And to catch a fish, we see him, like, sticking his hand into a tank. And we get another montage here. We love montages where there's music and it kind of speeds things up. It's great. They do it a lot in this show. He decides not to get a tattoo, though, which I thought was so funny. There's some dialogue I wrote down here between Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo. Because Gordo's like, when will I not be a boy? you'll know when you're a woman because it's biological. And they're like, ew, don't go there. And I was like, yes, please don't go there. That's cringy at 13. Disney was really stepping it up for this episode. Alcohol, periods. (laughs) And I remember watching that stuff as a kid and honestly kind of cringing. Like whenever a TV show as a kid would talk about the talk, I would just be like, oh gosh, ugh. I feel like to me, I just completely just missed the ball. Like I had no idea. I was like, biological, okay. And just didn't even think about it. I wouldn't even have known what the talk was. I just knew that I didn't want to have that. Um, So no, 100%, I would not have understood some of this stuff for sure. Possibly my favorite moment in this episode is a conversation between Lizzie and Sam. And Lizzie talks to Sam about, you know, growing up and becoming a man. And Sam just like breaks it down to be more about having responsibilities and how he has all this stuff to do, but at the end of the day, it feels like he's accomplished something. And, you know, he talks about just the responsibilities. And I related to that now as an adult. And I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm so old. But anyway. If I felt that one, like when you said, like, you know, coming home and having stuff accomplished, like now coming home from work and you're like, oh, I did everything that I had to do. Or like, oh, I have things to do tomorrow. Like it's you you have a purpose, like an actual purpose now, aside from, you know, being a kid, you know, playing around and just going to bed, waking up and, you know, not really having something to get done per se. But yeah, I definitely related to Sam at what he was getting now to Lizzie. Yeah. Whether I like it or not, I related to it. So fast forward to Gordo's bar mitzvah, and we see Lizzie and Miranda all dressed nice. I did write down that Hillary here is wearing an outfit that I'm pretty sure is the same dress she wore to the Cadet Kelly premiere. There are some iconic photos that a lot of the hardcore fans will remember where she's in this little purple dress at the uh, the Cadet Kelly premiere, and it's it's kind of a small little premiere, but the cast of Lizzie is there and. Like, 99% sure it's the same dress. Also, everyone comes to Gordo's Bar Mitzvah. Like, Ethan was there, Tudgman was there, Lizzie's parents, Matt, Miranda's parents, all the men that Gordo had in his video. Everybody was there. Everybody was there. And we didn't... Oh, in this episode, we see Gordo talking to his parents, too, which, Vanessa, I don't know if you caught this. It's not something I think everyone would catch, but they're basically having dinner, and we see Gordo putting the dishes in the sink, Those dishes had so much food left on them. I was like, what are y'all doing? Either y'all didn't eat your dinner or you just put your dishes in the sink with all that food on it. They better be having a very good garbage disposal to be throwing down all that food down there. It's crazy. I was like, what the heck? But Gordo's mom and dad, they talk about how he's always been a late bloomer. And I think they talk about how, you know, he didn't want to take the training wheels off his bikes and different things and They basically tell him, you know, you can have a bar mitzvah. And so he's going to. 
Gordo does have a beautiful speech, I feel like, at the bar mitzvah. He spoke with all of these men, and he says the person he learned the most about while talking to the the men in his life is himself, uh, which I thought was uh, really nice there. It was a nice little lesson learned and sweet moment, and I liked it. I think it just was a true testament to Gordo at this point. Because throughout the series, you see how he's more like laid back, kind of go with the flow. But here, it's the same thing, like, you know, going with the flow of just kind of his life and then realizing about the manhood and just the whole aspect of it, you know, making the mini docuseries about the men and then kind of realizing on his own time when it's the right time for him to become a man. Like, this was just a very good Gordo episode. And I think thinking back on it, you know, the series did have this appeal to young girls, but this was an episode, too, that... I feel like a lot of young boys who maybe didn't relate to the Lizzie Miranda stuff as much could potentially relate to and and see Gordo in themselves there. So it all ends with Gordo kind of reading a prayer from the Torah and he sings some prayers there. And I love, love, love how, you know, going back to the documentary that he made where the graphics had the names of the, the men and then the age that they became a man. And it says, David Gordon became a man today. It's a cute way to end it. Yeah, overall thoughts on this episode. I like it. It is memorable, I think, for me because, you know, I just didn't really know that much about this experience of having a bar mitzvah. And I remember as a kid thinking like, whoa, like people go through this. And then there's also, there was a Jewish episode for, or there was a Hanukkah episode of Even Stevens. And there was a uh, a movie on Disney Channel called Full Court Miracle. Miracle. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Disney, go ahead. But as we wrap up here, Kaylee, you know, just kind of overall thoughts on Lizzie McGuire. I like to kind of talk to people about how big this was uh, for your childhood. So, so yeah, Lizzie McGuire, big impact for you. I don't remember exactly, but she probably taught me a lot. And she was like one of the first big like stars I got into. I remember when I, it's so silly, but I really didn't understand like the concept of people acting as other characters and I thought Lizzie was like a real person and I remember when my mom was like no that's Hillary Duff I was like excuse me this is Lizzie oh my god <laughs> I remember that moment so well because she like just tore apart my world by telling me Lizzie wasn't Lizzie so I definitely think I looked at Lizzie as maybe like an older sister in a way because I didn't have any older siblings. Yeah. People to make mistakes right in front of me and show me what to do, so. Yes, I love that. I love that. Well, that is going to wrap things up for us, Kaylee. Thanks so much for being on the podcast and thanks so much for making our awesome logo. You're so welcome. I had so much fun making the logo and re-watching these episodes and bringing back my memories of Lizzie. Yay. <laughs> And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. I watched season one. You watched season one? You watched the wrong episodes? Yes. Well, failure. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no.